episode 136 of the Shock Jock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Here we are, one week from the trade deadline at the time of recording. And I, Sean St. Jacques, host of this podcast, who has been trying to put this off as much as I possibly could. I'm finally pressing the panic button on the New York Knicks season. Part of me thinks I should have done this weeks ago, to be honest, but hindsight's 2020. Try to give the team as much time as they can. But man, after watching the fourth quarter, in particular against Memphis last night, you can't help but press it. You have to do it. A week from the trade deadline, we'll get to the rumors surrounding the Knicks. In my opinion, it just lo- it's looking less and less likely, like the Knicks are going to figure this out. They have to make a move at the trade deadline, or you can throw this season away. You really can. They're not going to figure it out as currently constituted, as currently constructed. They're just not. Kemba can't stay healthy. R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle are inconsistent. The whole team, frankly, defensively in particular, are inconsistent. Not good enough. And the Knicks are now behind every potential playoff team in the Eastern Conference. The Atlanta has passed them up. Washington is ahead of them. And every other team the Knicks are competing with for playoff spots is ahead of the Knicks. I mean, if you don't press it now, when are you going to press it? The Knicks are in big, big trouble here. In big, big trouble. 12th in the East. A game out of the play-in. Fair enough. But the Knicks are five and a half games out of sixth place. By the way, Cleveland has passed the Nets. It's remarkable what Cleveland has done. Brooklyn has been terrible of late. They've lost six in a row. But the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be the Knicks of this season. The out-of-nowhere team, the feel-good story. They've been phenomenal. They really have been. And the Knicks, I mean, they've let it, they've let this all slip away. They really have. They're only four games under 500. I get that. Every once in a while, they, they give you a little bit of hope like they did against Sacramento this week. But then they do what they did against Memphis last night. It was extremely, extremely difficult to watch that fourth quarter. You know, the Knicks started this week uh, going to Milwaukee and just getting absolutely blitzed uh, by the Bucs, 123-108, to and Giannis just had the Knicks for lunch, basically, for four quarters, and it was pretty pretty bad, you know, but but Milwaukee is the defending champs. They're 18-8 and eight at the time at home. They're very good. They're, they're getting back to where we expected them to be. They're going to be a factor in the East, no question about it. But the Knicks were never in the game. They, they never really had a chance to come back and win the game. It was it was very disappointing. 
you know. But those games happen in the NBA. To be fair, the Knicks bounced back. They 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 drubbed the Kings. I, I thought they'd have trouble with Phoenix. With Phoenix, pardon me, with Sacramento. But they took care of of the of the Kings. They really did. Knicks were phenomenal in the first half and won by twenty points. They really put together a strong performance against a team that I thought, you know, the way the Knicks have been playing this year could have came in there and and made it a game. But the Knicks did what they had to do. They, you know, Alec Burks had to lead them in scoring. I wasn't thrilled to see that, but it, there was enough balance from the starters that that really made this a a comfortable win despite rj barrett having another really poor shooting night from three in particular but Toppin at 14 burks had 21 off the bench randall gave you enough with 17 and fournier had 18 and they get the win quentin grimes as well has been a really nice bright spot despite this terrible run the knicks have been on he had 14 points again against sacramento so the knicks had six guys in double figures and they easily beat a team they should wipe the floor with but then memphis comes in and granted memphis has been very very good very good on the road this season but just seeing the knicks try and and match the memphis grizzly trash talk in the fourth quarter and then just getting punched in the mouth was embarrassing embarrassing to watch john morant by the way didn't play well in this game he he went oh of six from three had an off night and there's still nothing the knicks could do in the fourth quarter to turn it around it, it was it was extremely extremely disappointing to watch in the fourth knicks had a real chance to win that game and memphis just punched them in the mouth and the knicks had no response no response Jaron Jackson Jr. was phenomenal. He had 26 and 10. You know, Desmond Bain had a bad night and he hit a couple of big shots during that point where Julius Randle picked a fight with him in front of the Memphis bench. I mean, just embarrassing. Embarrassing. Has no right to do that, Desmond Bain. After after you're trying to, you know, ruffle their feathers, he hits a big three. And I just I said immediately that, that that's it. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. The Knicks have no backbone. It's unbelievable. They really don't. And listen, Evan Fournier was phenomenal. He had 30 points. Unconscious at times from three. R.J. Barrett was good. He had 23. Julius Randle almost had a triple-double last night. But there was just mental mistakes that he made throughout the game where I just... I couldn't believe it, frankly, some of the stuff he was doing. Mitchell Robinson had, well, I should say, was two blocks shy of a triple-double, but he had three turnovers. Three turnovers in the game. Can't have it. Can't have your big man turning it over three times, especially when he barely touches the ball, at least on offense. But other than that, he played well. He had a good night. But that fourth quarter, man, the, the Knicks the Knicks showed how how mentally unstable they are. They're inconsistent. And part of that is the mental side for them. It, they, they just don't have it. It's not there. They're not mentally strong enough. 
it was embarrassing to watch. It really was. And the more I look into rumors and, and trade deadline fodder and, and reports, and we'll get to them, we'll talk about them, but the more I think the Knicks are not going to make a big move at the trade deadline, and that means, in my opinion, that you're throwing this season away. Best case scenario you could hope for now would be a play-in game, on the road most likely, where the Knicks would lose. There's no way. There's no way this team, as it's presently constituted, goes on the road in a playoff game or play-in game and wins right now. No shot. No chance. It's been infuriating to watch them play the last three weeks. Infuriating. Because this team is better than this. They just are. They're better than 24 and 28. I mean, if they were if they were at 500, you know, let's say for the sake of the argument, they were 26 and 26, they'd at least be in the play-in. They'd at least be somewhat still in the conversation for the sixth spot. But the Knicks are, as we mentioned earlier, five and a half back of the sixth spot. And they're a game back of the play, and the Hawks have caught the Knicks. The Knicks had a comfortable lead on Atlanta, and then had won in Atlanta again this season. And they've let that all slip away. Knicks have lost 7 of 10. Atlanta's won 7 of 10. And it's all changed. The Knicks, there's only three teams that are worse than the Knicks, and they're three of the worst teams in the league. The Pacers, the Pistons, and the Magic. Everybody else is ahead of the Knicks. And the season is, is I, I hate to even put it like this, but it's slowly but surely crumbling beneath the Knicks' feet right now. Slowly but surely, this season is falling apart. And the Knicks have to do something. If they want to save the season here, they have to do something at the trade deadline. There's really no debating this now. They have to do something. This team is not going to figure it out unless you do something. Now, making a move for Cam Reddish was good, but it's not enough. It's not enough. The Knicks need to make a splash. And I at this point it's hard it's hard to argue for some of these guys to even be untouchable. As I've tried to do. Now I know some of you from the beginning have said it doesn't matter, trade the farm. I've tried to say you're trying to add on to what you have but the way some of these guys have been playing it's hard to defend them here as being untouchable i mean julius randall mentally on the court has been lost for a month maybe longer you know i go back to the thumbs down to the garden crowd which he later apologized for He's not handling the pressure well right now. He knows they're he, he knows the Knicks are in trouble. He knows they're in trouble. He's getting frustrated constantly on the court because the pressure is getting to him. 
it's very clear to see those that have been following New York sports for a long time. It's very easy to tell when a player is starting to feel the heat. And and Julius Randle is not being a leader right now. At least not on the court. You know, going up to an opposing player in front of their bench and trying to ruffle their feathers only works if you back it up with some play on the court. And instead, Memphis punched you right back in the mouth with their play and finished you off. I mean, if that's not poor mental strength, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. Extremely, extremely frustrating to watch. And now you're starting to hear the rumors. Will Julius Randle be included in a trade deadline deal? It's being floated around now. You know, Evan Fournier is again coming up in trade deadline fodder. It's really starting... It's starting to rear its ugly head. That's the best way of putting it. And Tom Thibodeau, I I don't know. I don't know what what he's doing right now. You know, he's he's the one that's scratching his head during some of these defensive stands the Knicks are having. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's on him as well. You, you got to change this. Something's got to be done to change this team. Get them back on track, or it's gonna be it's gonna be a lost season. Making the play-in is not good enough, frankly. The Knicks should be a top six seed. They really should. They should be in that mix. But it's not happening. Man, oh man. Is it not happening right now? And it, it, and it's getting to the point where you start to wonder, are the Knicks going to even make the play-in? Are they even going to be playing meaningful basketball at the end of the season? I don't know. I don't know. Man, oh man. Even if they were to get in, I, again, I don't know how long they would last in the play-in. Probably not very long. I, I don't think they would get into the playoffs. I really don't. They can't put... This is the problem. This is the main the main problem. We could talk about all the other, you know, mini problems. The major problem, and I tweeted this out last night, they're inconsistent. They can't put two games together, the Knicks. They can't do it. I, I mean, they cannot put together back-to-back nights where they play well. I mean, it's almost impossible. Looking at the grand scheme of this run the Knicks are currently on, the Knicks have lost seven of their last nine. And since they won in Atlanta, they haven't had a winning streak. At one point, they'd won five of six. But since then, they've lost seven of nine. And and for me, the big, you know, another big problem, and this is what inconsistency leads to, I can't remember the last time the Knicks had a quality win. 
Their two wins in the last nine are against a depleted Clippers team with no Kawhi and no Paul George. And a Kings team that has, what do they have, 19 wins? 18 wins? They've been terrible this year compared to expectations, the Kings. And, and they're planning on potentially blowing it all up besides Halliburton and Fox at the trade deadline. Atlanta was probably the last quality win the Knicks have had. Maybe the Mavs game at the Garden when they won 108-85 before that. That was probably it. They had that run. They beat the Pacers. They had the buzzer beater against the Celtics. Then they lost to the Celtics, but then they beat the Spurs, the Mavs, and the Hawks. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. They're figuring it out. But to me, ever since they lost that game to the Hornets after, they haven't been the same. They then dropped the game against the Timberwolves, a game they should have won. They lost again at home to the Pelicans. That was that stretch I remember telling you guys about with, uh, what was it, six of nine games at home. A stretch where you're thinking, oh, the Knicks have got to win, like six or seven of nine during this stretch. Well, they've won two. They've won two of the last nine. And they've got the Lakers next. At, at I almost said Staples Center, what is it, Crypto.com Arena. Well, the stock is down on the Knicks. Way down. Way down. Man, oh man. I, I Honestly, I almost... I was watching the game on, on my phone against Memphis last night. Almost through my phone. Wanted to throw my phone through a wall watching that fourth quarter. Embarrassing. Man, oh man! Luckily, luckily, I, I I had to remind myself I don't I you know can't can't afford to just break a phone here you know. <laughs> as bad as the Knicks are playing right now, can't afford to break a, a a device like that. So keep it keep it a little bit cooler than you're keeping it. So oh my gosh! I and I was thinking about this in preparing for the show earlier uh, in the day on this Thursday as I record for the Friday. I, I don't remember the last time I felt, you know, this bad about a, a Knicks team because of the expectations. And again, we get fooled a lot with the Knicks, but this this one hurts. This one really hurts. Maybe it was because of last year. Maybe it was because of what was added during the offseason. Even the trade deadline, looking at it a month ago, you're thinking, man, the Knicks could really add somebody here. And now I don't know if they're going to add anybody else besides Cam Reddish. I don't know. The Knicks seem gun-shy right now by looking at reports. They seem they seem too hesitant to pull the trigger. Well, they got to pull the damn trigger here. They've got to make something happen. Or this is going to be a really ugly end. Not only to this season, but what you know, the next few years are not going to be good. We see this in the NBA from time to time. We've seen this with the Knicks. You've got to go for it. 
And we'll see what they come up with, but I I don't know what it's going to be at this point. We'll take a break. I think we need one. When we come back, we'll see what the Knicks are looking to do at the trade deadline, according to reports, and we'll look at some other NBA news a week before the NBA trade deadline. All that and more is coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Before we fully dive in to uh, the NBA trade deadline news as it stands, let me know what you guys think about the Knicks, as always. I was reading some stuff on Twitter yesterday. You can hit me up at SJ7. A lot of people using the words embarrassing, clown show, a joke. It's hard to argue. And Knicks fans, I think, are beside themselves right now with how this has turned out over the last month. Really over the last 10 games, you know, because the Knicks have shown signs of life even when they've been poor this season. But I felt I felt like for a lot of people yesterday, the way the fourth quarter played out was the straw that has broken the camels back here. Something's got to change. It's it certainly was for me. I've been I like I said at the top, I've been very hesitant to press the panic button. But adding up everything that's happened at this point in the season. I mean, how can you not? How can you not? Even the most positive of Nick fans have got to be looking at this situation and thinking, oh my gosh, what has happened? What's What has gone on here? Something has got to happen at the trade deadline to try and save this. Because if you don't, the ship's going to go down and this season is not going to end well. And then who knows after that? Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what the Knicks decide to do in the days and weeks ahead. But really, in this next week, I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. The next time, I mean, then you know, again, we'll again, I keep putting this the 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 rumors and trade deadline stuff off. But the next week is going to define the Knicks season. What the Knicks do and don't do in the next week will define their season. So, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what Tom Thibodeau in the front office think is the right move here. And I, I really worry. I really worry about what they're going to actually do. Uh, first uh, stuff, as far as the trade deadline stuff, involves the Knicks. We'll dive into that first. Um... According to multiple reports, names like Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, and Alec Burks have been floated around in recent days as possible trade bait. Um, you know, it's, and part of that is because they want to have some time for Cam Reddish, it sounds like, but also um, they, they need they need a fresh look. They need somebody else on the team, you know, so... They need to make moves, and uh, those guys have been the ones that have been talked about the most in the past week, but there is hesitation, according to reports, to get rid of, in getting rid of Alec Burks. Ian Begley cited Nick's sources, uh, saying the team is, is possibly waiting for something better instead of dumping Alec Burks for the sake of getting Reddish playing time. And that makes sense. I, I get it. It makes sense, but... That's not really what I was thinking of, you know, as far as the trade deadline, you know, 
I, I, the, the Knicks need a guard. They need a guard badly. And in my opinion, it should be a point guard. You know? But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, Ian Begley's report of SNY.TV is simply that, you know, they don't want to get Burks to a, to a contender just to get, you know, other guys' minutes. And, and again, the minutes are, you know, people are mostly talking about Cam Reddish in that regard. But the other part of this is that I don't know what the Knicks could get that would be a game changer for Alec Burks. I really don't. And I feel like you if you dump Alec Burks, you're going to get picks, not really anything back that could help change the tide of the season. And with all due respect to Cam Reddish, I don't know if plugging in Cam Reddish over Alec Burks and then maybe trading Alec Burks for for prospects or picks i don't know if that's the i don't know if that's the answer you know i really don't it's it's one of those things where i i really wonder what the knicks are going to do with this situation because if that's the best they've got i really don't know what what the rest of this season is going to look like. The Knicks need to make a big move here. They really do. And it doesn't sound like the Knicks are even looking to do that. That's where my hesitation really comes from. I mean, I've been, you know, looking through as much as I can. You know, obviously the most notable stuff is potentially trading the likes of Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. And a few others, like an Alec Burks at the trade deadline. But I don't know what the heck the Knicks are going to get back. I mean, there's there's a few rumors that the Knicks and Mavericks might be trying to get something going for Kemba Walker. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be enough for the Knicks to, to feel like that's going to go through. It's a really really scary situation to think about because again if the Knicks don't do anything or or just make a minor move I, I that's not good enough it's not good enough the team needs more than that you know again you look at you look at other rumors other major rumors as we get again we're a week away at the time of recording to the trade deadline Bleacher Report is reporting that Damian Lillard's quote-unquote next destination could be the New York Knicks if he can't work out another extension with the Trailblazers. But there's also reports floating out that he might want to go to a better set-up team. Like maybe Dallas, for example, who already have Luka in place I don't know by the way I don't know how that would work with Luka and Damian Lillard both guys who have the ball all the time but those teams those super teams tend to figure it out but I still I still don't know what the heck would happen with KP in that in that situation I think he hurt his knee again I think he's got right knee uh, a right knee uh, soreness so he's been in and out of the lineup yet again for Dallas 
You know, I mean, there's again going back to the Knicks real quick. There's multiple reports saying that half the Knicks rotation could be up for grabs before the trade deadline. The Knicks are really, really looking, according to some, but I really don't know. I really don't know. Again, Bleacher Report is, has talked about, you know, Nerlens Noel, Evan Fournier, Alec Burks, and Kemba Walker being involved. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I just... Oh, man. I don't, know what com- I don't know what comes back in those trades. That's kind of what's making me very hesitant here. I don't know what comes back. I don't know what the Knicks end up with if they trade the two main signings of the offseason in, in Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, followed by uh, you know the, the cornerstone of last year's defensive team that the Knicks had in Nerland's Noel, and then this Alec Burke situation with Cam Reddish. It's a ton of question marks. And the Knicks have a week to answer those questions. And I'd frankly, I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to look. So we will have to wait and see. But my, my final two cents are this. The Knicks need a point guard. And if those guys would be enough to get them a top of the line point guard who's going to help change the team here. I think you got to do it. I think you got to do it. I also think that one move might not be enough, which is why I worry that the Knicks are going to settle again, not go for it, or not be able to get what they want, and end up with another mediocre trade and we end up you know, being in the same spot next week when we review all of the trade deadline news. Because the plan for next week, when we record on, on trade deadline day, we're going to wait you know, as long as we can for all the information to come out. And then we're going to rattle through the, the main headlines of the day, starting with the Knicks. So I'm really, you know, this next week I, is going to be really nerve wracking for Knicks fans. It really is. And the other part is, I think there'll be other teams that make big moves while the Knicks stay on the sideline and and don't do enough to change the course of this season. There are other trade deadline uh, pieces of fodder out there that I'll briefly get to here. Um, the Chicago Bulls, according to reports, are linked with Dennis Schroeder and Paul Millsap ahead of the trade deadline. This is a great example of what I just said. I mean, the Knicks could go after a guy like Dennis Schroeder. But it doesn't look like they're going to. At least not according to the reports. I mean, I I had a few people reach out to me last week talking about Knicks point guard options. And Dennis Schroeder's name came up. As did uh, Tyus Jones' name. But I don't know if the Knicks are going to... First of all, I don't think Tyus Jones really fits what the Knicks are trying to do. 
But I, you know, Dennis Schroeder makes some sense, and I just don't think the Knicks are, are even, you know, in that mix. At least we haven't heard any reports of that. So, but the Bulls, who are in great shape right now, they want to get better. You know, and and uh, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. It's tough to watch. It really is. Very, very frustrating. Maybe the biggest piece, if you're talking like NBA at large, right? Biggest story around the league at the trade deadline, again, seems to revolve around Ben Simmons. There are trade rumors out there that the Sixers and Wizards could potentially do a Ben Simmons-Bradley Beal swap. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Again, the the Sixers really want to get rid of Ben Simmons. I don't think that has changed <laughs> as the season has gone on, uh, despite you know things getting a little bit better. But man, oh man, I just don't think that. Uh, well, I, I should say I don't know. I don't know if the Wizards will feel like that's enough. You know, um, Patrick Beverly. This came out a few hours ago. Says he wants to stay with the Minnesota Timberwolves according to Chris Hine of the Star Tribune. Um, Beverly said, quote, it's been great here, especially trying to establish a culture, a winning culture here. They allowed me to be myself here, allowed me to do my thing, and that's affected the team on and off the court. It's an interesting one. The Timberwolves are one for the future in the West, so we'll have to see, you know. I mean, by the way, uh, just to go jump quickly back to the Bradley Beal stuff, um, the Wizards apparently, I believe this is according to Bleacher Report, they would like, uh, this was from yesterday, I believe, they would, uh, from Wednesday, they would like to get DeMontis Sabonis um, from the Pacers and potentially team him up with Bradley Beal as well. But again, the more recent report has talked about a potential Beal for Simmons swap, obviously involving the 76ers. So a lot of moving parts. I mean, these, these are the kind of things you're going to see as we get closer to the trade deadline. So in the next week, a lot of this stuff is going to get ironed out or it's not going to happen. So that one, that one's interesting with the Wizards because they're very in a very similar spot this season to the Knicks. They're teetering right now just outside as the Knicks are of the play-in position. So they're kind of in a now or never situation as well with Bradley Beal. Are they going to keep him, try to build around him and go for it? Or are they going to blow it up and try to get Ben Simmons in there instead and figure it out from there? I, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I was looking at, yeah, this is a little bit more Knicks related, but the Houston Rockets are another interesting team at the trade deadline. John Wall. Eric Gordon. You know, there's multiple options there. Do the Knicks look in that direction? I mean, I, I that's me being a little bit more positive um, because there are options out there for the Knicks to potentially do something here. There really are. I just, I just don't know what they think is the right move. And I, I part of me in the back of my head really feels like the Knicks are not going to do anything significant. And we're going to watch this season slowly but surely fall apart. It's very, very frustrating, but that's my that's my two cents. I really think that at this point, 
you know, because again, you know, this is not, this, this, there's no situation out there where you can get a De'Aaron Fox anymore. That it doesn't look like there is. So the Knicks options are a little bit more limited, which means, you know, because the perfect move isn't out there, I don't know if the Knicks are going to do anything. And that's frustrating because they should do something anyway. But I worry that they won't. And I worry that the, the, the season from that point on is going to go down the tubes. And then after that, I don't know what this Knicks team looks like. Now, that's going really far down the road. That's that's going into next season. But you got to stay focused on this season. And I, and I don't know if the Knicks are going to do it to the point where they actually turn the team around at the trade deadline. I really don't know. It's very much up in the air. So, again, let me know what you guys think. At SJ7 on Twitter, posting at toasting.com, Shock Shock Knicks podcast in the comments section, or uh, hit me up on Clubhouse, Sean St. Jacques, or, or posting and toasting um, Knicks Talk. Yeah, Shock Shock Knicks Talk in particular is the place to go to, uh, to take a look at some of that stuff because, and, and, you know, give me your feedback. I've enjoyed getting some of it as the trade deadline goes on. You know, as we get close, I should say, as we get closer and closer to the NBA trade deadline, and for for the Knicks, I mean the the crossroads of the season. They they've reached a fork in the road, and we now wait to see whether or not they're going to do anything to help their chances of getting into the playoffs. Because I I mean. I firmly believe that this team as it's currently constructed is not good enough to get into the playoffs. I think they can get into the play-in. You know, they can pass up maybe a team or two and get into the play-in, but maybe even get, you know, into a home play-in. I I still don't think they're going to get out of it. They're too inconsistent. They're too inconsistent. And it's been that way all year, really. It's been that way all year. So... Again, all I can say now is, is we'll wait and see. Next week's show, we'll know a lot more about where this Knicks team is going to, to stand going forward for this season and beyond. So I encourage you to either hit me up again on social media or, you know, we'll talk next week. That's really what it comes down to. Next week is next week's a big show. Next week is a big show. I'll, I'll, let me quickly review what we're going to do for those that have been bouncing around the podcast. I I like for for these kind of situations, I got to say it multiple times because I don't, you know, I I'm the same way. When you listen to a podcast, sometimes you, you kind of, um, you bounce around, you know, you bounce around from different parts and, and, uh, and things like that. So let me quickly reiterate next week's show is going to be recorded on trade deadline day on the day of the trade deadline. So we're going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to basically record it as late in the day as I possibly can to get as much of the news across as possible. We're going to go through the main Knicks headlines and then the main NBA headlines of the day. And we will have a much better idea about where the Knicks stand and about where other teams in the league that are likely contending with the Knicks stand going into the rest of the season. That's basically it. It's it's a big show, and uh, we'll have to let it play out and see what we're talking about next week. That's going to do it 
for this week's episode of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast. Thank you all so much as always for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Hope you're doing well out there. Hope you've been dealing well with the with the uh, the weather if you're in the tri-state area. Um, and hope in general, whether it's with COVID or with life in general, that you're doing as well as you can be at the moment. Again, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. Next week is a big, big show talking NBA trade trade deadline with the Knicks and the NBA in general. I'm looking forward to that. We will see what happens. Until then, I will see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.